Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Eden Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Ansel, and I've got a pretty exciting show planned for you guys today. First of all, I'm excited to let you guys know that the first two episodes of the Eden Podcast are now available on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Eden Podcast, and you should be able to find it pretty easily. If you like the Eden Podcast, please leave a rating and write a couple sentence review on Apple Podcast. I really appreciate any and all support, and that really does help me, so thank you. You can find the Eden Podcast on Instagram under Eden underscore pod, that's E-D-N underscore pod. On there I post videos and pictures related to the EDM and to the podcast itself, so go ahead and give it a follow, I'll make sure to follow you back. First of all, let's get into a little news. There have been a few musical releases this last week, but I'm not really going to talk about them today. All I want to talk about is the fact that today Porter Robinson announced he has created a music festival called the Multiverse Festival, and he's bringing it to Oakland for the first time ever. This is awesome to hear. I love any and all things that Porter Robinson does. I've seen all the shows he's brought around in the past five years. I saw his World's Tour. I saw the Shelter Tour twice. I saw Virtual Self. I'm huge fan of anything Porter Robinson does. So that's going to be cool. Um, there's no lineup yet, but we're, you know, we're going to keep posted. Uh, you can't buy the tickets yet, but it looks like the tickets are going to cost around 75 to $95 pre-sale before fees and whatnot. So that's not too bad. It's just going to be a one day thing and it's going to be in Oakland. And this is, this is really exciting. So I'll, I'll give you guys more updates as I find out more information. So let's dive right into our first topic. Our first topic today is going to be my first experience making candy. If you don't what if you don't know what candy is or rave candy, it's um beaded bracelets or masks or stuff like that that's usually made out of colorful beads that people make and you share with each other at shows. It's a way to make a new friend or it's a way to tell someone, "Hey, I think you're kind of a cool person." Um, exchanging candy is something that happens at festivals and raves. It's a gesture of friendship and plur. The plur handshake basically involves ravers saying the mantra of peace, love, unity, and respect, plur, and then switching candy. Festival goers exchange candy with one another as symbols of friendship and plur. So it's pretty cool. You know, I've known, I've known about candy for a while, and I've gotten a few things that people have given me at shows, but I've never made it myself. I've heard from some rave friends that it's a pretty fun to do, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to make some Eden Podcast candy, and then I'm going to give it out to people at shows. That sounds like a good idea, kind of a cool way for me to maybe get my name out there a little bit, maybe give people like, hey, come find me at the show, and I'll give you some candy. So what I did was I um, I thought, all right, I'll go to Michael's, and I'll get some beets, right? Like, when you think of a craft store, what would... Michael's. That's the only one I can think of. So my roommate and I, we drove to Michael's and um, pretty weak bead selection, I'll say. You know, they had some kind of cool, fancier beads or whatever, but everybody knows what kind of beads I'm talking about. It's stuff you would like use when you were a kid and you do it in like art class when like elementary school and you know, I couldn't find any any beads like that at Michael's. And the few that I could find were really expensive and just not quite what I was looking for. So I thought, all right, well, the Hobby Lobby, I'm pretty sure that's another kind of craft store. So we went down to the Hobby Lobby and checked it out. And I found, you know, after searching the store forever, because where do you find beads? You know, I've never been here before. This is kind of weird. 
but I eventually found them and I got a letter pack and then this like 2300 multicolor bead set and then of course the like elastic string that you would use to make the bracelet so I think all in all it was like 20 bucks and some change so that's not too bad it came with a lot of beads I think it was like I said, it was 2,300 multicolored beads, and then the letters pack I got was 400 pieces, I think. What I think is really dumb about letters and craft stores is, why can't I go buy a bunch of E's? Why do I have to buy an alphabet pack? Why can't I buy specific letters? You could even sell me the beads for a quarter a pop, and I'm going to buy them. I don't... I mean, I guess it's like that's not large profits or whatever, and I don't know what I'm talking about in this subject, but... I just, I think that's bullshit that you can't find specific letters. I even looked online and it seemed kind of troubling. And I'm sure if I dug harder, I could find a way to buy 50 E's or 50 D's and whatever online. But I just haven't gotten that deep into it yet. So I bought the mixed alphabet pack. I got home and I sorted through the mixed alphabet and stuck pulled out the letters that I could use to make Eden podcast and put them in their own little container. After that, I started to make some candy. Um, It was kind of difficult at first. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of just winging. I mean, it's not like it's rocket science science to make a bracelet, but, you know, there's definitely techniques to do and better ways to make it. So I started off with, like, um, I think the first one I made, I made myself just enough slack so where I could get the beads on there and then have a little string to tie it. Um, I'm kind of a big guy. I've got some large fingers. It is hard to tie tiny little knots with these large fingers and keep all the beads on there. I think the first four bracelets I made, I would get all the way to the end where I was about to tie them, and then I dropped them. Some of them were like kind of salvageable, but most of them would drop and explode everywhere, and I'd have to get on all fours and try to find all the letters I lost on the carpet. You know, but with um, practice comes, you know, you get better with practice, trial and error. So I figured out what wasn't working and I kind of figured out what did. I would give myself, I'd measure it with my wrist and give myself enough slack to where I had a good pieces to hold on to so I could tie together. So then I figured out that with the Eden podcast, you wanted about 20 letters, you know, you had the letters figured out and then you wanted about 20 beads and that would give a pretty decent sized bracelet that fits my wrist. So I did that. I made a bunch. I, um, I ran out of D's kind of early. So I made, I think five bracelets, which is kind of a bummer. I was hoping to make more, but five is enough. So I made them. I, um, brought them together, which I saw this weekend live. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more later. But I brought them together, and um, I didn't give them to anybody. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, this is going to take some getting used to. I'm not much of a plur candy kid. Like, you know, this is kind of new to me, and I do like it. I appreciate it. I think it's pretty cool. But so it's just going to take me and maybe getting a little more comfortable with with doing it and hanging out to people. But, you know, at first I wasn't a big fan of making it. But as as I did it more, I got I, – I started to enjoy it. I got to – I started to saw the, like um, – the uh, relaxation that comes with it, you know, of course, if you're going to drop it, that's not relaxing, but everything else is like, ah, it's kind of fun. You get to pick the colors, you get to put on beads, you get to do some crafts, you know, when do you get to do crafts anymore? Pretty rarely in your adult life. So I'd say overall making candy was a fun experience. I'd, I'm definitely going to do it again. So all you Reno kids out there, keep an eye out for some uh, Eden podcast candy. 
I go to a lot of raves that come through Reno, and you can find out what ones I'm going to on my Instagram. So if you're at one that I'm at, come say what's up. I'll give you a little candy. We'll, we'll, we'll hang out. Let's get into the next topic of the show, and I'm going to be telling you a story for this part of the show. And this story is called The Time Sam Went to a Nightclub in China. First, I need to tell you why I was in China in the first place. My sister's over there, and she's uh, studying abroad in Shanghai for two semesters. Her first semester was over, and she had a little over a month of vacation before her next semester. Her and my stepfather, Robert, had planned on taking a trip together on that side of the world for her winter break. A trip to Japan, so my sister could get out of China for a little bit, Robert could visit Japan since he'd never been, and it was a nice way for my sister to see someone from home for a couple weeks. I very luckily got to tag along at the last minute and sort of piggyback off their trip, so I was stoked. We spent 10 days going all over Japan and doing awesome things, and we ended our trip with two days in Shanghai so we could see where Allison has been living and studying for the past six months, so that's why I was in China. Now, let's start this off by saying I kind of have a love-hate relationship with nightclubs. The only reason I ever step foot into a nightclub is to see a DJ I like. I'm normally not the nightclub kind of guy, and the ones in Reno, I mean, let's just say I don't spend my Friday nights at Lex. I'm more of like a one-up or bluebird kind of guy. But we were in China, and one of my lifetime goals is to see a DJ I know in a small venue in a different country. When I was in China, sadly, there weren't any shows that I was familiar with, and I, trust me, I tried, but I didn't, I didn't recognize anybody. But, um, you know, I had to settle for the next best thing, just going to a nightclub on like a regular Friday or Saturday night. I was actually looking forward to going to a nightclub since my sister had told me all about how if you're a foreigner, you get to get in and drink for free. And I think anyone who's ever been to a nightclub in America knows how weird the idea of drinking for free anywhere is, especially a nightclub. It was a long trip, and at first I really wanted to go to a nightclub in Japan since we were going to be there for New Year's, but my sister told me that she thought it might be like not the good I- <laughs> it might not be a good idea. She told me that if nightclubs in Japan are anything like the nightclubs in China, then you're allowed to smoke cigarettes in the club, and everybody does, and you leave the club with the smell of cigarettes soaked into your clothes. She told me it's so bad that you have to wash your clothes just to get the smell out of. And since we were going to be traveling for the next week and didn't have any place to wash clothes and only had a limited supply of clothes in the first place, it probably wasn't the best idea to get them going smell going and getting them all smelly in the first first few nights we were there. So with that in mind, we decided to go to a nightclub in China since it was like our last few days of the trip. And um, yeah, so in China, on our second night there, the not the night we, it wasn't the night before we left, but the night before that, that was a bad sentence, sorry. <laughs> um, Robert, Allison, and I all had dinner. We were Joined by my sister's friend from school, David, and after dinner at this very amazing restaurant, which is a whole other story that I'm not going to get into, Robert decided to turn in for the night, and Allison, David, and I left for the club. They had both been to this club before, so they kind of knew what the drill was, and they were going to show me what's up. We left dinner and headed to the subway. It was a Friday night, and the subway was busy. 
And I, I like how I say that, like, Friday night. It was a Friday night, so the subway was busy when, in all actuality, the subways are just always busy there. It just happened to be Friday night. Uh, being 6'4", I stand at least a head taller than most people in China. So it's really kind of funny being on the subway because you can just look over everyone's head and see down the entire train cars. That's always kind of, it was, it was a trip the whole time. We were a little sauced from dinner and the plane was headed to a bar and before going to the club. The bar we went to is called Windows Garage. I love the Chinese names for stuff. Windows Garage. That's sweet. I guess my sister was saying that there's a lot of windows and, you know, like a lot of different bars called Windows something. And we went to Windows Garage. It honestly just felt like being in a regular bar. If it wasn't for the fact that everyone was Chinese, I would have felt like we were in America. There was a DJ there, and he wasn't playing. He wasn't bad. He was playing like some American hits, even. But if I remember correctly, they weren't like the most current hits at all. Uh, I want to say there was like some T Pain getting played, maybe, but I could be misremembering. Uh, we all got a beer and played "Fuck Mary Kill" and sat at a table for a little bit. Then we walked down the street to go to the nightclub. Just a random fact about the nightclub, it's right across the street from the largest Starbucks in the world, so that was kind of cool to see, especially at night since it was closed. So we went to the nightclub. Uh, The name of the club was Era, and uh, we went in, and you would take an elevator up to the second or third floor, and then you would walk into a room where I'd assume you pay and do the coat check. There was a lady standing by the wall and taking people's coats and putting them in hidden drawers in the wall. We didn't pay her, but I'm not sure if anybody else did, too. Uh, You don't tip in China. It's considered rude. They think you should just have good customer service and not expect to be tipped. So we didn't tip her. And um, I did what I always do with my ticket I get from CoCheck, and I took a picture of it on my phone just in case I lost the ticket. That's a good tip for everybody. Always take a picture of your CoCheck ticket. It's going to save your ass someday. You know, the nightclub looked as what you would expect a nightclub to look like. Uh, You walked in the back next to a bar. The stage was facing opposite of the bar. The stage was pretty cool and actually had some visuals and a pretty big screen. And the visuals were pretty cool. It kind of wrapped around the club a little bit behind the stage. And, you know, they had the typical VIP booth surrounding, like, what would be a dancing area. But... It wasn't a dancing area. It was just more VIP VIP tables. You know, besides the dancers in their underwear on the stages, there was no one dancing at all. I said I should also mention that the dancers were all white, which I thought was kind of interesting. Just a bunch of white girls dancing at this Chinese nightclub. I uh, I wonder how did they get there? I very interesting. Anyways, they also didn't look very excited to be there, but whatever. I, uh, the whole time we were there, I thought it was so weird that nobody was dancing. You know, everything else was kind of like typical nightclub, but nobody was dancing. My sister had warned me about it, but I was like, ah, I bet at least a couple people are dancing. No, there wasn't. In the front of the stage, in the area that was a little bigger than where they usually like put the rail in front of the stage so people don't get too close, like in where it was like in front of where that rail would be, there were a few standing tables and That was the foreigner's area. Um, On the tables, they had a bunch of different alcohols and pictures of chasers and ice and cups. And there was a waitress standing at each table and they would make you a drink or you could just grab it and go for it. You know, you could do it all yourself. 
I had the waitress make me a drink, but I also topped it off just so I could say that I like poured my own drink at the club, you know, cool guy stuff. Um, it was also, it was all free, but it was like, well, liquor, nothing was really too impressive, but whatever, man, free liquor is free liquor. Uh, the music was actually pretty good. The DJ's name was Kenneth. And I only know that because uh, his name popped up on screen at some point. I liked the music he was playing. I didn't recognize any of it from one song. I'm pretty sure he did a remix of Chris Lake's I Want You, but I didn't recognize the remix. I just recognized the vocals from the song. Uh, I I tried to look him up and find like a Chinese Kenneth DJ, but uh, nothing. Search was inconclusive. Uh, I had a few drinks and even danced a little, even though I was the only one. You know, I I can't help it. I got to move. We didn't stay there for too long since David and Allison were both pretty tired. And I wasn't upset we left early. I'd also been kind of feeling pretty sick for those past few days. So I was glad we went, but I I wasn't trying to dance the night away. Well, be the only one dancing the night away, too, you know. So we decided to leave after not being there for too long, but it was we got in for free and we drank for free, so no loss there. Uh, as we left, we grabbed our coats from the coat check. Uh, I can't remember, but I don't think the lady was there. I think we kind of just went for it, but you know, it was kind of the end of the night, so I don't really remember. We waited outside of the nightclub trying to hail a cab for at least an hour, I think. We also had the the Chinese version of Uber. Um, you kind of have to get in line. You know, you can't, there's not just any car you can get. You kind of get put on a list. So we were waiting for the list, but it was going to be a while. Uh, while we were waiting, I saw a Ferrari pull up to the club. So that was cool. And um, even cooler, I saw a cab that someone had thrown up all over the side of out of the back window. That's, that's fun. <laughs> uh, we waited so long the, because it was a popular area, and my sister told me it's not normally that long of a wait, but it's just a really popular area, and it's Friday night. Uh, we finally got a cab after waiting for 45 minutes, I think it was, and my sister spoke some Chinese to the driver and handed me 400 kwai. Uh, put me in the back seat, told me to pay him 200 when I got there, and if he says anything different, to tell him this phrase. Um, I instantly forgot what phrase she told me, and I thought, you know, I was kind of shook. I thought we were all going to be taking the cab back together, so when she hands me money and then just shuts the door behind me, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, um, I really hope this guy takes me to where I want to go, because I speak no Chinese, um, have no sort of idea where we are since we took the subway. There's no landmarks I could try to follow. I wasn't even sure what our hotel's name was. So I was really just crossing my fingers that whole cab ride home. But, uh, luckily, uh, everything went fine. It was about a 15 minute ride. I made it back. I gave the guy 200 kwai, uh, no hassle. He dropped me off right in front of the hotel and on the 15-foot walk from the taxi to the front door of the hotel, somebody offered me a prostitute. So that was cool. Uh, young girls, you want a massage? Young girls. And uh, uh, no, thank you. I, I, I don't think I want a prostitute. Uh, no young girls, no private massage. That's fine. So that's the story of when I went to the Chinese nightclub. So that's going to wrap up my story about the Chinese nightclub. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, The next topic I want to talk about is I'm going to give a little tiny, not too in-depth, but a little bit, uh, review of Getter's live show. I saw Getter this past weekend at 
Cargo Concert Hall in Reno, Nevada. He's on his uh, Visceral Live Tour. This is his first time touring live, so, you know, I'm a huge Getter fan, so of course I was going to be there. I bought tickets for $27, very reasonably priced, and I've been looking forward to this for the better part of a month now. So, very exciting, you know, I did what I normally do before shows, I met up with some friends and pre-gamed, and we left late enough to where we missed all of the openers, which, you know, I... I wouldn't have mind to see the openers, but I wasn't like bummed I missed them either. Uh, I do what I always do when I go to Cargo or any concert venue for that matter is headed straight to the uh, head straight to the merch. Um, in the merch, uh, Getter's I think older brother Dylan was working the merch booth, and he was a really cool guy. If you guys don't know him, um, he's who's been running Shred Collective, Getter's clothing brand, recently, and. Uh, it was cool. I chatted with him a bunch. It was just he was just a really cool, down to earth, like humble guy. He showed me some uh, designs he's been working on for Shred Collective, gave me some stickers. You know, I bought a Getter hat and a Visceral tee, and it was just, you know, it was just fun to chat with him and kind of just see what a cool guy he was. You know, like I've seen him on Instagram before, and you know, it was just it was just just fun. It was just it was fun. Um, I uh, I bought my merch, then I went to the coat check as i would normally do uh the lady told me coat checks full so that fucking sucked um now i've got this it's winter you know i wore a big coat because it's freaking cold outside and i usually walk home from shows at cargo so i'm not gonna walk home in a t-shirt in 30 degree weather so now i have to carry this huge coat for the entirety of the show that's a bummer um my friend Donnie and his girlfriend Maddie suggested, hey, why don't you go ask the merch guy if he'll uh, if he'll take your coat? So I, I went back there and I asked Dylan. I was like, hey, man, like it's totally cool to say no, but uh, do you think I could stash this back here? And luckily, you know, he was a little reluctant, but he did it for me. So that was really cool. I I appreciate that all the way, man. Good good looking. So uh, the live show, wow. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, he's got, if you haven't seen it, check out it, check out his Instagram and you can see pictures of his stage. He's got this giant teeth that he puts on stage that kind of surrounding him. It kind of looks like he's in a rib cage, maybe really sweet. He's got kind of a small little deck or table or whatever. I'm not sure what sort of uh, musical instruments quote unquote he had on there, but something. And, uh, so that was sweet. Uh, Dylan was telling me that all of the artwork and all of the uh, visuals were done by Susboy, so that's pretty sweet. I uh, I've seen his stuff on Instagram before. You know, everyone knows the Susboy little peep shirt. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Getter came out about 15 minutes after we had gotten there. Uh, he opened up with Purgatory, I believe is what it's called, the first song off of the Visceral album, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was I was pumped. I um I haven't seen a smile that big on Getter's face ever, I think. I uh when he came out and started playing that music, homie was grinning cheek to cheek, just cheesing so hard. You could tell he's he's happy. And I'm I'm happy for him, you know. I've heard a lot of people talk about even like after the show, a lot of people were like, "Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was 
That wasn't like Borgor. Oh, that wasn't like the old getter, you know? This, where, are my, where are my dubstep hitters and my mosh pit? And I, I didn't headbang that whole time, you know? I was kind of like, that's not what this tour's about. And, you know, I, I understand. There's going to be a lot of people that kind of don't know Getter that well and think, oh, yeah, I, I've heard Getter. He's got cool songs like Head Splitter. I'm, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a rager. No, this is his live show. He's playing music that he cares about. Oh, excuse me. Um, I know some of it can be kind of depressing is what people say, but I just think it's cool that he's open to talk about his depression and stuff like that. I don't think that makes the music depressing just because you want to, just because he's going to talk about it. You know, it's just, he's getting ahead of it. And, you know, I, it was just a really cool show. He played some unreleased music. He pay, he played a song that I think if I heard him correctly, he said he wrote for his fiance. So if I heard you correctly there, congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, he played another really cool unreleased song too that I, you know, I can't remember that well, but it'll be really exciting when both of those songs come out. The one thing I have to say about his show, which was disappointing, is it was early. He came on at 10.15 and he was done at 11.30, you know, and that's not necessarily his fault. Maybe they just kind of gave him like a weird time slot, but I was thinking he was going to go till 12. So it was, you know, we were all a little surprised when at 11.20 we heard, this is my last song. So that was the one bit of a bummer I could say. Um, A little shout out. He did uh, really, he did an Oliver Tree. He played his Oliver Tree song, Forget It Now. And uh, that was really cool. He also did shout out to Oliver Tree. That guy's a dope artist. Everybody check him out. He said something like that, which was really cool to hear because I thought maybe they had beef. You know, I didn't know that. Just I kind of got the sense from seeing stuff online that maybe they weren't really friends anymore. But that's cool that they're still friends and they he still respects Oliver Tree as an artist because Oliver Tree is amazing and he deserves the respect. So, you know, all in all, Getter's live show, Visceral, if you have an opportunity to go check it out, please go check it out. It's great. It's different from his normal stuff, but, you know, this is this is the direction he's heading. So either get on board or don't. But if you're not getting on board, you're, you're fucking up. That's going to conclude my somewhat review of Getter's live show, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, let's get into our last topic of today's episode. And uh, I want to talk about this uh, playlist I've been working on. Um, the playlist is called Let's Not Scare Ya. And I've been trying to make a playlist of like EDM sort of related songs that aren't going to just scare and put a bad taste in people's mouth when they've never really listened to EDM before. You know, I'll be honest, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of uh, influenced by like, you know, maybe I'm going to hang out with a girl and I uh, don't want to just put on Excision and Sullivan King and Bandles and, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people don't really like that stuff and I don't understand why, but I, I do understand that it can be a lot, especially when that's not your cup of tea. So, you know, I don't want to scare people off when I first meet them and you know, once you get to know me a little better, you'll, you know, it's not going to take long before I'm just playing my fucking bangers. But, you know, I thought maybe it'd be cool to have a playlist for the first time hanging out with somebody that I enjoy the music. I can maybe share a little EDM with them, but without overwhelming them. So, you know, let's uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that I've put on there. I've put on some sweater beats. There's some uh, Louis Vuitton, you know. Uh, it's not all EDM, too, but 
It mostly is. Like, there's a little bit of Oliver Tree. I've got a Frank Ocean song on there. Kevin Abstract. Uh, Elohim. Uh, you know, she's she's kind of pop, I guess. It'd be hard to put her in a box. Uh, you know, I put on Drulu, uh, some Swarty, uh, Keys and Crates, R.E.A., uh, you know, R.L. Grind, but, uh, you know, I put on OMG with Joji and Keith Chief, so nothing, you know, I probably, Core's probably not going to cut it for this playlist, which, you know, it's it's a great song. It's just, it's the Try Not to Scare You playlist, not the Let's Get Crazy playlist. You know, there's also some G Flip, a uh, little Ilo Ilo, um, you know, San Holo, a little Win and Woo. Uh, you know, I put on a little Quinn XCII, uh, a little Bauer, underscores. You know, Slander made the list, but without you, you know, one of his mellow songs. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put on Welcome to the Fire. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, a little, little Post Malone, a little Miramasa, Casbo, of course, Odessa. Uh, there's a little bit of Roboticai. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's a, I'm still working on the playlist. Nothing's final yet but i thought that was a good start Uh, i can share with you guys the actual songs on the playlist so check out my instagram i'll put i'll post some screenshots of what the playlist consists of and i want to know what you guys think do you think this is a good call to kind of have like an opener playlist to share people to share with people that don't really like EDM so maybe you can kind of get them into it you know like I have a friend who wasn't didn't really like EDM and I kind of slowly showed him some Daft Punk and he liked it more and liked it more and then eventually he's listening to Excision with me and stuff like that so yeah what what do you guys think do you think this is a good call do you or do you think you know fuck it man like I like what I like and if people don't like it then fuck them you know, we're not all going to agree on music, so I'm going to play my crazy dubstep. You know, I, but I, I do think it's good to have something that you could, like, maybe put on around your parents or something like that, you know? Like, you don't always want to go hard. You know, that's, that's a topic save that I'm going to save for another day, but I think it's a good idea to have a kind of softer playlist. So let me know do you guys have any songs that you think should make this playlist do you think any of the songs that i've already put on there should get cut from the playlist i'm uh, i'm open to any and all suggestions so please uh, let me know through instagram or yeah that would that would be great all right guys that's going to conclude the last topic of today so yeah that's it thank you for joining me again for the third episode of the Eden podcast. You know, it's it's been great working on this and I really appreciate anybody that listens. You know, I'm not expecting a lot out of this, but it's fun to have something to put my passions towards and you know, if you want to listen, that's great. And if not, that's that's fine. This is just a good good outlet for me to kind of vent and get some stuff out there. So, yeah, I really appreciate any and all support that you guys have given me so far. You know, I'm going to keep working to just make each episode better and better, you know? Like, I know it's still a struggle, but we're still in the beginning, guys. I'm still figuring it out. So please, any and all feedback is appreciated. I think I'm going to try to post regularly. So let's, uh, I think let's go for Mondays. Each Monday, I'm going to try to post an episode of the podcast. Am I going to miss some Mondays? Yeah, you better believe I'm probably going to miss some Mondays, but I'm going to do my best not to. So look forward to it. Monday nights, Eden Podcast, new episode each week. You can find me on Instagram at 
Eden underscore pod. That's spelled E-D-N underscore P-O-D. Go ahead, give me a follow, drop a like. I'll do the same back to you guys. Um, I, I appreciate any sort of feedback I've gotten on the Instagram. On there, on the Instagram page, I'm going to try to post pictures and videos of things related to stuff we've talked about on the show, you know, like check out my Instagram for some some cool videos and maybe a couple pictures of the Chinese nightclub. Uh, check out my Instagram for, you know, you can check it out. I posted videos on my story of Getter's live show, you know. We can, we can discuss things in the comments. Feel free to send me a direct message. Instagram is a get, great way to get in touch with me if you're looking to get in touch with me. I'm going to post each episode on SoundCloud on Monday nights, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out how long it takes things to get on Apple Podcasts, but they will be available on Apple Podcasts, so I appreciate your patience while I'm still trying to figure that out. So once again, thanks for listening. This has been the third episode of the Eden Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Ansel. I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Thanks.